Welcome or welcome back to Ink Spill, a podcast where hosts Abby Rubish and Avani Rai take turns inviting community staff to spill the tea on all things NCHS. While student journalism at Community dates back to 1896, the newspaper did not adopt the Inkspot brand until nearly 50 years later in 1947, making the beginning of this school year the publication's 75th anniversary. Fall of 2022 also marked the 10-year anniversary of both the Inkspot's digital newspaper and Mr. Brad Bovenkirk's time serving as its advisor. For our eighth and final Ink Spill episode of this school year, we've decided to take a different approach and spill straight from the source. I'm Avani Rai. And I'm Abby Rubish. And today we're asking 11-year journalism advisor, Mr. Brad Bovenkirk, to take a tea break from his sixth hour journalism class to spill on his experiences leading the Ink Spot and the importance of student journalism. Mr. Bovenkirk, how does it feel? The tables are turned. I feel a little uncomfortable that I'm the person being interviewed instead of giving the feedback on the interviews. Okay, well, we're going to just jump right in. I want to start way back when, before the birth of most of the students in this building, why did you want to be an English teacher when you were a student at high school? I always really liked storytelling. Um, I think it's one of the things that kind of separates us from every other creature on earth is that we tell narratives. So I think it's a distinctly human um, trait. And I think the ability to tell stories and see ourselves in other people's stories and understand the world better through stories is uh, a really important trait of being human. And why did you want to go into teaching in particular? Um, I had some really great teachers um, that helped me through uh, understanding the world really well. Um, And so just hoping that I could make that impact or have an influence um, in, in that same way where I could maybe pay back what I felt was really influential and really important in my life Um, to be there for one or two students at some point would mean a lot to me. And do you feel like you've had that impact? Um, I do. Uh, Sometimes it's easier to feel like you're not um, when you have 130 something kids um, each year, but I've been really lucky that I've had some great students who have reached out um, and continued to try to remind me um, of the impact I've had. So just the other day, a student graduated from Mizzou and tagged me on Instagram saying, Mr. Bovenkirk, thank you. I wouldn't have my love of journalism if it wasn't for your class. And, and knowing that like you can have an impact on somebody's life because of 49 minutes they spent in your classroom is, is a really cool feeling. So when you were a high schooler yourself, did you ever take a journalism class? I did. Um, I took journalism my senior year of high school, but it was more of a like current events class than an English class. Um, but I was involved in the yearbook um, in in middle school. Um, and I think at one point in elementary school, me and my buddy Phil Pardoon, like in Microsoft Paint or Microsoft Word, like created our own newspaper. So yes and no. All right. So when did you start teaching journalism? Um, I started teaching journalism when I was hired here at Normal Community. Um, so that would have been 2012. And if you had to pitch journalism to a student, what would you say? How would you describe it? Um, I think it's, it depends on the kid. Um, It's the most individual feedback that you're going to get in an English class from a teacher. Um, It's one of the only times where you're actually going to have kind of your own passion project, where if there's something you're interested in, you get to cover it. You're writing the genre. Um, We're not all writing about To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, We're writing about very individualistic things. Um, and we can kind of play to our strengths. Um, I, I think that if you're interested in multimodal things like a podcast or a video, 
Uh, we don't always see English credit given for those things. So if you want to tell stories in a different way, um, that's something I think is really cool. So I think it depends on the kid, but I think there's a lot of selling points. And if you had to describe what students in journalism do on a daily basis, what would you say? Uh, it's organized chaos, and sometimes it's disorganized chaos. Um, for the most part, what we're all trying to work on together is to kind of chronicle what is happening at Normal Community High School, um, to maybe express the perspectives of the students, um, to maybe inform some of those students of things that they are unaware of, that they should care about, and maybe don't know, um, and to maybe express the opinions and perspectives of the kids uh, in this building to the community about some issues. Um, so it's writing, it's rewriting, it's revising, it's interviewing, um, it's podcasting, it's videos, it's, it's a lot. So how has the journalism program at Community changed over the course of your career? Uh, when I was hired, one of the first things I was told was we're no longer printing a newspaper, which was kind of scary um, just because I was coming into a class where students for the past two years in journalism three, all they had known um, was print publication. Um, and, and I knew nothing. Um, and so it was kind of this blank canvas um, and having this digital media has allowed us to do some really cool things. Uh, so each year, I think we've added some new things into our toolkit. Um, we found some interactive storytelling. Um, we've started to use social media a little bit better Um we're doing podcasts. We are doing video stories. We are doing print publications as well. So we're trying to learn um, a lot of different career ready skills that you can take out of this building and have a resume or have a portfolio, um, depending on really what you're interested in. So it's grown. Um, I don't know how great the reporting, and I'll be honest, the reporting wasn't reporting our first two years that I was in charge. It was retelling stories. Um, that we could have read anywhere else. And, and now we're trying to offer a really unique perspective that you can't get from the Panagraph or New York Times that you're only seeing through the eyes of normal community high school. Um, so kind of beyond changing those different formats, journalism has also seen some shifts in the past few years in terms of how classes are taught. And so this year, journalism one, two, and three are all taught simultaneously. So how does that work? Not well, um, I would say that with the threat of the referendum not passing. Um, last year when Miss Stephanie Hedgespeth left, there was an English position that wasn't filled. And so part of the burden of not hiring another English teacher is that some of those smaller classes get combined, um, which means that I'm trying to provide feedback to kids in journalism two and, and three on really kind of independent studies um, or independent kind of genre work while also teaching the basics to Journalism One students. Um, the fact that there's no prerequisite means that there are kids who are coming in as sophomores who maybe got a C in English One, then in that same English or that same Journalism One class, I could have somebody who just got a five on the AP Lang test and is a really strong standout senior. So you could have a really diverse student body um, in, in journalism, which I think makes it more challenging, um, but also it allows us to kind of play to our strengths a little bit better, um, but can be really messy with the number of kids all combined and working on different things. It's hard to give attention to everyone who needs attention and everyone does. Do you have to take journalism on top of another English class? 
Uh, you do, um, just because some of the skills that you're developing um, aren't what you would get in another English class. So there, there's not a literature component. Um, we are in talks to kind of get to the spot where your senior year, if you are enrolled in Journalism 3, you would not have to, um, just because it's so writing intensive. And senior year, we offer just writing intensive courses without that literature component. So hopefully in the future, if you've taken Journalism 1, 2, that senior year, it could be your only English class that you're taking. Um, but there are other skills you would miss because we're not teaching grammar. We're not teaching literary analysis. So you do need to take English 2 and English 3 or AP um, currently. And what makes journalism different from other classes, not just in the English department, but just in general? A lot of academic writing historically has rewarded a lot of words and a lot of big words. And journalism's goal is to clearly, I'm not doing a great job of it, um, but to clearly and quickly communicate um, that we have a structure that is meant to tell you the most important information as quickly as possible. You should be able to stop a news story whenever you want um, based on your interest in that subject um, if it's written in that hard news format. So it teaches some skills like concision of being able to weigh what is the most important information of kind of being this litmus test of information where you're critical thinking of like this matters more than this matters. Um, and so it's a different kind of critical thinking skill. Um, it teaches some of those skills like paraphrasing of quoting, of quote integration, of attribution, of citing your, re of your sources. Um, so there is some repeat, but it's just kind of how you form and format um, because it's a different function than, than other types of writing. Yeah, and one of those other differences um, between our class and other classes in the building is that we do have opportunities to compete. And so the InkSpot has regularly competed with and been recognized by both IHSA and IJEA, the Illinois Journalism Education Association. And so why are these competitive opportunities outside of the classroom important to students? I think it's important to feel recognition um, for the work that you're doing. And there's lots of ways that journalism offers that, that you can go in and look at your analytics and see how many people have read that story. Um, in, in your traditional English class, it's me, right? And so having an audience of your peers, um, your family, reading something that's not this cursory look over of a T.L. Mockingbird essay. Um, but I think more importantly than that, getting some feedback from other people who, who can recognize quality journalism um, who are practicing journalists or retired journalists or journalists, ed, journalism educators um, to kind of let you know, like, hey, you, you are among the best of the best or the best in the state. And I also think it's really important because there are different styles of writing, right? There are long form journalism pieces that take years to research. There are feature articles that take months. There are new stories that you have an hour and a half. And so I think the challenge of, hey, in 90 minutes, this is what I can do in seeing that in yourself where that deadline is real and there's kind of a dangling carrot um, that maybe you don't always feel um, in a classroom environment where there's some authentic stress, I think is, is a cool experience to know, like, this is what I did and this is good. And it's not just coming from maybe Mr. Bovenkirk, who is always telling you it's not good enough, you know, or always wants you to be better. And to get that from somebody else, 
um, I think it's a cool experience. Why do you think journalism as a high school program is important? I think journalism as a high school or high school program is really important because we're we're seeing a lot of issues that affect high schoolers. Um, I don't want to throw a whole state under the bus, but Florida, um, that if I'm an LGBTQ student right now, if I'm somewhere where I, I don't have access to books in, in the library, um, if I don't feel accepted or seen, I should be able to let people know that. Well, who's speaking on my behalf? Um, and I, I think it's a really a shame that in a lot of places, people have to speak on high schoolers or middle schoolers' behalfs instead of letting them have the voice to speak for themselves. Um, that in my 11 years here, I've been really privileged to meet some awesome, amazing, intellectual, compassionate, world, sometimes weary students who care about stuff. And so them having a outlet to address the things that they think are problematic or to share maybe some things to maybe a more apathetic student body or community, I think is a really important place. And I I think that civic engagement starts now. And one of the first civic duties might be free speech. Um, and, And so I think it's really important to recognize you have those rights and that your opinions are valid and that people care about them and will take you seriously and so having an outlet for it, I think, is crucial. And now looking back at your 11 years as journalism advisor, what are some memories that stand out? What are some of your favorite moments of teaching journalism? Um, some of my favorite moments of teaching journalism, like recently I'm getting to a point where some of those former students are are graduating from college. Um, thinking about Mantra Dave, who went on to be a Texas Longhorn and serve as an editor and to feel really proud of the work that he did um, at that school um, to see some of like the little baby journalists in their first year of school, like Charlotte Clomez, who's having these experiences that like she might not have had without journalism. Um, so, so that's probably one of my, my favorite moments. Um, the other thing that, that really stands out to me is it's such a diverse cast of characters, and I'm going to say characters, um, which is you see maybe a camaraderie between students who in other classes might never come together. Um, and I, I mean that between grade levels and I mean that between kind of academic levels as well, where I could be an AP student and track through honors and never interact with some of these other students. And and so just that ability to kind of create community at normal community, I think is really cool. And then to close out with the final question that we like to ask all of our guests, what do you think it means to be an Ironman? I think it means 2,100 different things to be an Ironman. And I think that's one of the reasons our journalism program can be so great is that what it means to me, my experience can be very, very different from another student's experience. And and through journalism, we can kind of quantify, classify, look at, explore those very different experiences. Um, And so I think to be an Ironman is is to be part of something larger than yourself, um, which I think is one of the goals of this newspaper to recognize that we're serving a broader audience and that my interests apply to a limited scope and sequence. And I'm trying to think about readership and all of that, but I think it means to have a perspective and passions and a voice and a lot of things.
Very well said. All right. Thank you very much for your time, Mr. Bevenkirk. We appreciate everything you do for us. And thank you to everyone that's listening. This is our final podcast uh, episode of the year. We might be coming back next year, so stay tuned.